0: But I offer you this verse. Maybe we'll meet again somewhere in the universe.
1: You are listening to Mission Music. My name is Jack
2: Charles. Yeah, and it's going to be such a good show. This is Stefan from Balanced Breakfast. This is Jason from Great Highway. And this is Corey from Silence No Good. I
3: like, I for a second, I tried to maybe have Jack's gravitas, but then I was like, nope, yeah. I don't have it. I was <laughs> yeah. like, this is, no,
2: no, no, can't, can't do it. I know this is going to be like quite the voice competition because I'm going to keep trying to take us into the NPR voice and Jack's going to be like, I've got a serious science fiction voice so someone's going to die at the end of this. Ooh. In a
3: world where pandemics take over. <laughs> oh. Yes.
2: oh man, that voice
3: is buttery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's That's nice. butter. I think that I think we're all like pretty low and maybe this could be like our NPR episode like we might we might want to be like real chill and every play because what <laughs> everyone hears like a bass or a baritone. I feel like. Well, maybe yeah. Stefan's kind of a tenor.
2: i I get up there. Oh, you get up there. Yeah.
3: You know what your high note is, Stefan?
2: I, I don't. Because um, you, you don't sing. Yeah. I I can't remember if we talked about this. Was I think we did on one of our shows. Someone complimented me about how deep my voice was on the podcast. And I'm like, no, that's not, that's not true. I, I do not have a deep voice. And she was just like, I don't know. Like it just sounds so deep and so nice and calming. And I'm like, but I, I don't have that. So <laughs> it's somebody else. It's somebody I feel else like, the show.
3: I feel like sometimes people confuse like calming or nice sounding with low though. Like you mm, can yeah, actually okay. have a high, you can have like a high calming voice. voice and people yeah. think it, they just think it's low, you know?
1: I think it's down to texture. I think you do have mm. a textured voice and therefore it sounds cozy. Yeah. Kind of cozy.
2: Well, uh, every, yeah, they're confusing, that's uh, listening.
1: they're confusing pitch with uh, a style of voice or a right. yeah, texture mm. of
2: voice. Yeah, right. Let's get cozy. We are cozy. <laughs>
3: <laughs> My band released a song recently that had every, every band member singing on it for like a minute. And, uh, Nobody, nobody could figure out who was singing when, like I feel like all of our voices are totally different, but casual singer, casual listeners can't tell the difference. They can't even tell when the singer has changed. If it's like male to male or female to female, they like, Uh I'm like, I'm like, so who is this this now? And they're like, that's still the same person. And I'm like, no, it's not.
2: Is this they, I think they need to work on their like sound I was gonna say sound deprivation, but that's not exactly what I mean. <laughs> they need You're to go right.
3: into isolation for yeah. a couple days. And, and just work on hearing days. things.
2: Work on hearing things better. Yeah. Uh oh I'm excited to have uh you here, Jack, because we have we have managed to to do different shows together, but like legit just sitting down and talking is it we're we're breaking into new territory.
1: Yes, we haven't had much like actual hangout chat time. Yeah. Uh, the, but uh, but our work together has been good. It's been fun. I'm very glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah.
2: So how, did, do you,
3: how do you guys know each other? We did yeah. South
2: by Southwest in Austin. Ooh, mm-hmm. last not year, not this year. <laughs> yep, and we did not the, this year. <laughs> we did the online festival this year, and uh, mm-hmm. as I guess as an alternative to to being in Austin, I guess you could say how was it? I wasn't. I did. not attend. <laughs> it's good. It uh, the thing. Okay, so I think when we did the online fest. It was still a fresh idea. It was still like people were yeah. trying to figure out what this online thing is. So I feel like we had a pretty good audience. And I, and I worry now that there's so much competition, competition online that it would be mm-hmm. harder to do an online thing and still have the same audience. Do you think we're going to be doing that next year? Uh, elaborate. What do you mean? online just no no uh no no in person. I think we talked about this earlier, yeah, or last last time. We did. And so I think I think live shows in in the capacity that you want it where you can book a show at Great American Music Hall aren't coming back till February 1st is my thought. But I do believe that when live shows come back there will be an expectation for an online component that people will want to be able to sit at home and still watch shows because mm. they got so used to it over the last year.
3: Interesting. Yeah.
1: And yeah. some people may still be weary of going out. We we really don't know how long that's going to last too. Yeah. You know, until there's mm-hmm. some sort of a vaccine or something that makes people feel more comfortable.
3: Yeah. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. I've started to see a, like, you know, sporadic events popping up like out, outdoor kind of things. And there's, yeah. there's a, there's a lot of backlash against that stuff right now. Like people are still really, uh, Uh, polarized about whether, you know, even if it's like legal to do it, whether there Mm -hmm. should, there should be like an outdoor concert in a lot of cases, especially if a lot of people are coming, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. A bit of of social shaming.
3: Yeah. There's a Mm -hmm. lot of, there's a lot of that going on on like Facebook, on Twitter. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, with the, the, you know, the, everybody was talking about the second wave, but we're really still not even through with the first one and it's getting so bad that people are starting to get, I mean, rightfully so it's you know what do you do we really don't know we don't have that much information except wear a mask and don't go out so <laughs> it's going to be hard to get people to go out to, i mean i don't even know if i would want to perform in a bar that's full
2: yeah
1: right now you know it's Inside, like i yeah. might get sick or some my band might get sick or you know it, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. it's, it's freaky you know yeah I, I was
2: even thinking I wasn't even thinking if I were like a professional sports uh, f- person and offered a contract that was a few million dollars, then what I would do, let alone like a musician who's making a few hundred dollars for a show. Um, yeah, it's like, like even, even if you in- increase the money and then you're like, but you might die. I was like, hmm, how many zeros before I take the risk of possibly either dying or, or, or making someone else sick?
3: yeah Yeah. i think most people are not scared of dying themselves right that's the impression i get out there like they're scared of you know passing passing on yeah yeah
2: especially if you're younger yeah right right yeah i'm i mean i'm i might be a little dramatic today but today (laughs) i'm a little afraid of dying in general if that are you why today is that too heavy I mean, in general, like oh, maybe I'm not afraid of dying of uh, the COVID, but uh, I'm not quite ready to to um, to stop producing right now. So our work sorry. is not done yet. No, exactly. Don't die. Exactly. <laughs> Don't. Well, we tell, have stuff to do. Tell us a little bit about Austin, kind of um, mm. both. How about how about let's do a a the last few years and then what it looks like now? Because because. Um, I'm kind of curious like how your careers pr- progressed and what what has what how this pandemic has affected it
1: yeah. well uh covid Austin was a boom town i mean probably too much so uh because there, it was just so com- it's so competitive. So many people here, so many musicians um, so everybody wants to play at all the the venues it's very hard to get in, you know. So it it took me it took me a while. I had when I first came to Austin, it was like you know who wants to collaborate? Let's do something. Everybody's like, yeah, whatever. So I ended up becoming a solo act in the sense that well, I you know I'm going to do my own stuff while I look for people. And once I had my album done, it was like, oh okay, yeah, yeah. Like people wanted to be part of it after that. Uh, and that was when I was able to put the band together and start gigging and stuff. But like I said, it's hard to get your foot in the door. It's hard to get an audience. It's hard to get a following. But it was very vibrant and competitive. And South by came in every year and was like, "Oh my God, where are we going to play for South by? Even if it's not if it's an unofficial event like the ones I usually play." Um, but but it was you know, trying trying to it was like the rat race a little bit. You're trying to get into the rat race and trying to get get stuff done and get stuff accomplished. Come twenty twenty, um, I was like, man, I don't know what I'm going to do for um, for South by. And then all of a sudden, you know, two weeks before, it's like it don't matter.
2: Yeah,
1: the South by is not going to happen, and that was a shock. It was an absolute shock to Austin as a as a community here. It was like, oh my, yeah, how can you? And some people were really pissed off. That's when I first said this: this stuff has to be serious. They know something. this stuff is serious because they would not cancel South by here unless it was very dangerous. And Texas was really golden at that point, as far as COVID cases were concerned, Mm -hmm. there were hardly any cases in Austin and because South by was canceled, that saved Austin's ass. Mm -hmm. It was, it was a very bold move and it really did help the city health wise. Mm -hmm. Then of course we're in Texas. It's a red state. The government's crazy here. Then the state government is right here in Austin. It's the capital. So the governor starts bickering with the democratic mayor and no, you can't close stuff down and we're going to open it up. And, and so now Texas is in the garbage pail.
3: Yeah. Austin itself is sort of more Democrat, right? Like as a- Austin's
1: very blue. liberal. It, it's a yeah, huge, yeah. the cities tend to be more blue in, yeah. in Texas, but uh, Austin is the bluest of the blue.
3: <laughs> so was there like a, was there a large, I would imagine then there was a large conservative contingent in Texas that was pretty peeved when when South by Southwest got canceled, because they probably were like, you know,
1: I don't think they were that keened you know? by it because they were kind of like, eh, it's South by, it's a bunch of weirdos <laughs> coming into oh, weirdo yeah, yeah, I was like, like that too. You know, it didn't yeah, affect yeah. people. It it was when, you know, the Karens wanted to go to get their hair done. You know, there was a famous case in Dallas where the the woman didn't want to follow any of the things and she was not going to close down her beauty parlor because she had her freedom and her rights and stuff. And that's when the governor kind of got behind that and and started saying stuff like, no, you can't close stuff down. We're going to open it up, uh, you know, because the economy is the most important thing. And the rest is history, the sad history that we are facing today. Texas is like second to, well, I know California is really bad, but California is so big and there's so many people there. But as far as this southern you know the bible belt states we're second only to florida and that's you know thank god we have florida (laughs) Mm.
3: florida Florida makes everybody look better that's always been doing that for years (laughs) long
2: before COVID. texas look better (laughs) yeah i was was watching spring break videos in florida from this year and (sighs) so many of them were making me cringe because i would say that like um I I am I'm am being safe in a reasonable amount of in the reasonable most reasonable way and then I watch Florida and I go wow like not no, no um precautions taken no uh masks no fear of like proximity it was it was intense. I was just okay, like Okay,
3: so this is this is really uh, this is really interesting. Like I, I I'd love to talk about this actually. So there's an event next weekend. I'm not going to say what it is, but it's, it's in California mm-hmm. and it's an outdoor event and it's like kind of music based and it's sort of uh Burning ish and that there's no official uh You know, it's like, it's, it's not sponsored by anybody. It's just people putting on a thing Mm -hmm. and they're doing it kind of in a interesting way where there's like, it's mostly on water. So it's like on boats and docks and stuff. How do you guys feel about that? Is that just objectively the worst idea or is there any, you know, like it's the
1: sound guy's nightmare the sound engineers nightmare well <laughs> <Nug> the water
3: <laughs> that's a whole other thing
1: <laughs> the sound, the sound just, just keeps going and going i mean there's like there's no containment it would be yeah i mean uh, how how large an area are you trying to cover with the sound it would be my
3: well they've that. done this they do this every year like this is an annual thing so oh, they okay. they already know how to do it like technically i guess i was thinking more is it like a terrible idea you know because of just I guess it's more of a it's a it's a global question about outdoor events like is mm-hmm. it is it in fact just way too early for those and um when is it not too early in terms of covid and spreading the virus and all that kind of stuff
2: yeah i mean i wouldn't i think it's just the fact that we just still don't know how it spread i mean it seems to be more through the air but we still don't know. And it's just, the, the cases are, are rising again and that's kind of more of the bigger issue. It's just respect that there's something going on, a pandemic and that we yeah. need to take it seriously. Yeah, I think my yeah. thing is that uh, in the realm of events, I like it when they are outdoor events, that's like one step towards being um, responsible. Yeah. Uh, when masks are required, I'm like, okay, that's, we're getting we're getting there. when when social distancing is both uh, mandatory and aids are inserted to like say this is this is what six feet looks like yeah like circles or or fences and it's like okay we normally sell 5,000 tickets this year we're selling 2,000 tickets it's like yeah if I could see steps that that I knew they're being accountable I'd be like okay we're on the right track
3: right right yeah yeah I think I think I agree I feel like I feel like there's always gonna be some people who no matter what precautions are taken, it's never enough, you know, like they're, they're always just gonna perceive an event going on with any group of people as being, you know, just like it's too, it's too soon. Yeah. Um, but, but then there's all these people that are kind of in the middle of the spectrum between that and like, yeah, go crazy, you know. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people well, in this event is,
1: is to take place within the next week or two?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: It's probably in the too soon time frame still. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because right now it's, everybody's freaked out because it's summertime and this thing hasn't gone away.
3: Yeah. I mean, and I've been asking myself, like, you know, I, I wasn't booked for this event cause I'm not, I'm, I'm too small potatoes, but like, you know, I'm in a band. If I had an offer for an outdoor gig, you know, would, is there any way I would ever take it? You know, how at many this
2: zeros, <laughs> how many zeros, how many zeros,
3: one million dollars yeah. but you might die.: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Jack, I know that the the uh, um, shows were canceled in the era of like March for South by Southwest, and um, buildings were even uh, closed with like um, wood on the windows and whatnot. But then shortly after shows were starting again, what's the nature right now? Are there shows or no?
1: Uh, no, a lot of the venues, I mean, I haven't even gone downtown, but I know that some of the downtown venues are still boarded up. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know that all the venues that I, I didn't go to dirty six much. That wasn't really my thing. I was more on the red river side of stuff. Um, my old haunts like Elysium Mohawk, um, those, those venues that are right in the cheer up Charlie's and all those venues right there, they're not open. They're, they're hanging on there. They have not tried to open a few venues did. Um, it was terrible because there was, you know, people just went in and immediately started drinking and it was like, and it was like shut down really quick. And I think there's been a big move within the musical community here, the musical industry here where a lot of people have just said, Hey, hold on. We're not, you know, we're getting ahead of ourselves here. And they've just been prudent. You know, there's a few venues that are doing things, um, there's one old one that I've played at. I don't, I don't want to mention names right now, but they've been like, damn it, we're open. And I've been like, hmm, I don't like that, you know, because it's a small venue. <clears throat> and how many people are you going to get in there if it's a small venue to begin with? You know, it's, it's going to suck anyway. Um, it's enclosed, they've got AC, it's, oh.
3: hmm.
1: um There's a few venues that have outdoor areas and they're trying to do the tables and stuff where they're, the tables are separated. I have not been to an event there because I am behaving myself and I'm trying to take it seriously and I'm actually staying home, you know? Yeah. Um, So, but I know that they've got things going on and of course, are they getting a lot of business? I don't know. Because um, number one, technically they're not supposed to be able to crowd a bunch of people, which means they're not going to be able to make that much money. Um, So a few folks are trying here. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are not going out though. Yeah,
2: Especially especially with drinking, you know, once you start drinking, you stop losing these, you know, inhibitions to be like, okay, I need to be six feet away. I need to stop breathing and (laughs) shit on
3: people. Yeah. I think that happens a lot. Even when people decide to like expand their social circle a little bit and they like, you know, Mm. they like go hang out with a friend they haven't seen and they start with the social distancing and then like get a cocktail in them or something and (laughs) suddenly they forget to put their mask back on, you know? Yeah. It's like, ah, whatever whatever. stuff. Yeah. It's
2: hard. Yeah. The, um, what's, what's, um, in what way is, um, 2020 changing your creative path? Um, it has
1: allowed me to enrich my creative path, I think, because, uh, since I've been sequestered here, um, I've started learning how to do a bunch of stuff like, you know, music production. How can I use the software I have? Uh, How do I make a drum track? Uh, How do I, you know, how do I make my demos better? How can I maybe produce, start producing stuff that in a simple way, I started doing these tracks for my solo shows because sometimes, you know, you have a really small venue like Buzzmill or something where they have a tiny little stage and it's not, it's not for a full band thing. And I have a huge band, so. I need need to give little shows where I can just show up alone. And so I thought, well, I'm going to produce these tracks. I got on YouTube. I started taking tutorials. I started learning how to do, you know, stuff that I wasn't doing before. And I had always kind of wished I did, but I never really found or made the time to do it. And, you know, 2020 has allowed me to do that. Um, I'm thinking of actually breaking down and getting a keyboard you know, a real, you know, 88 keys type thing, like, okay, let's start, you know, get away from the guitar a little bit, and maybe start composing on a keyboard. You know, it's making me go into different areas and kind of expanding my knowledge and uh, testing my abilities with with the musical thing. So I'm thinking I'm I'm becoming a better artist because of it. Um, I learned how to do these Facebook live things that were kind of a disaster, but it was kind of like, hey, Everybody's doing it everybody's trying it you got you know, you can't be the one that's left out and not try it you know um, so it's 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 been actually a good experience that way for me
2: what what um what instruments can you play at this point
1: i I'm, I'm basically a guitar guy i i m- m- all my stuff has been written on guitar um, i I dabble in the bass a little bit uh, but basically, I'm I'm the I'm the guitar guy, rhythm mostly. I'm not a very good lead player.
3: You think the work you're doing, learning production and and piano and stuff like that, is going to change your your genre, your sound at all over time? Um, probably so. I don't. I, I yeah.
1: You know, I would say probably because I think it's really just more allowing me to do stuff that I was getting help from other people to do, you know, like when I was producing my album, the producer played a lot of keyboards on there. So like, I want something that's like this. And I'd give him a description and he'd start playing like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. And whatever, you know? So it's like now, instead of me telling him that it's like, okay, how would you do this? I'm going to learn how to do it on my own. You know, I think it might, you know, I think everything that you throw into the mix will, it's got to affect you. You know, every cause has an effect. So I'm, I'm certain that it will change it a little bit. But yeah, I'm yeah. all I'm all about evolution. I'm all about seeing where this is going to take me, and you know, ever since I started this, my singing style has changed. It's evolved over time. My guitar playing has evolved over time. My songwriting has evolved over time, in just these few years. So it's um, I think this will change it, but in a, in a positive way.
2: Which of your Which of your um, songs that we have do you think is the um best example of your, of your style of work? Uh, um,
1: That's a good question because my stuff is my, I, I approach songs like on a song-by-song basis. I've never seen it as, yeah, I, I consider myself a songwriter more than a composer. Um, so I take it on a one by one basis and I kind of give each song its own life or what you know, what does this need? And then I think my singing style and everything, my playing style kind of unifies stuff in a way. But each song is kind of different, so it's kind of hard to say that. But if I were to give you a good example of where I started and where I'm at now, uh, there's one song called The Line um, that would be kind of the basic songwriter style that I have.
0: There is something missing here Let's keep it crystal clear There's one thing you must know You cross that line and you're in my show I drag the corpse across the sand I drew a line across this land Somewhere between the living and dead I tossed the crown that was on my head I see you wear it proudly Albeit a little loudly I'm down with playing it cool But you reach the line, my line fool your mind before you cross that line You don't know what you'll find I've been up, down and dead You wouldn't last a minute inside my head Will you be brave or afraid? You can't say you didn't know You cross that line and you're in my show I drag the corpse across the sand I ploughed a line across this land Somewhere between the living and dead I crush the crown upon my head Lose your mind Before you cross the line Cause you don't know What you may find I've been up Down and dead You wouldn't last a minute Inside my head Or could you Could you, or maybe would you, think about it, I've been up, down and dead, you wouldn't last a minute inside my head, or could you?
3: My girlfriend and I were listening to you in the car earlier this afternoon and decided you sound like a cross between Johnny Cash and The National. Do you know The National? Thank
1: you very much. I'll take that as an absolute compliment. Yeah. Uh, because I am, uh, my, part of my persona and the makeup and the, the, you know, the hairdo and all that is, is an homage to, I'm a sound and vision guy, as far as my approach to rock and roll is, there should be a look that matches the sound type mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. And that comes right down from Johnny Cash, Elvis, down to Ziggy Stardust, yeah, yeah. and you, know, you name it. It's like, there's got to be a look to it. And part of my persona, I think, is an homage to Johnny Cash and probably like a David Bowie mixture, yeah. of love child type I see thing. That. Mm-hmm. But I'll take the National because I love <laughs> them that good. In the world of newer music, I think The National is 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 one of my faves. I, I love their
3: stuff. I think I would add, I would add David David Bowie in terms of like the later later era David Bowie, where he got a little more low. Like he started to sing lower as he went along. The last album, Black Star, he was like a bass basically, but yes, not the not the early Ziggy Stardust because he was like, lower! you know, like all the way. Oh, he could top.
1: he could he could squeal, yeah. Uh, yeah, he 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 went more uh, more crooner as he got older. Yeah.
2: He did. Yeah, yeah. I w- I w- if um, no one else mentioned the 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 choice for makeup, I was going to mention it, but I'm glad it got brought up. The when when did that match with the music? Like, do you play a certain number of shows, or do you write a certain amount of music, and you go, "This is an eyeliner song," or "This is a uh, this needs a certain look."
1: Um i it it
2: all started when I
1: started writing the album. I thought, you know who, who who's writing the album, and what's it? What am I looking for? It was very personal, but I always saw my stage persona because I'm basically a, a a t-shirt and tennis shoes type guy. I mean, on a normal day i'm not I'm not dressed up, you know. But when I'm on the stage, it was like, it was like, I always had this, I, I, I kind of, when I started writing my songs, I thought somebody described it as your style is goth lounge. Mm. <laughs> and I always liked that term. Oh, I kind yeah. of want, I would love to coin that term, goth Gof lounge. lounge yeah. um, and it was, yeah, it was, it was kind of like the a dark crooner, a guy, a rock and roll guy that's playing in a, in a smoky old lounge, uh, kind of crooning away with some good kind of gothy rock. And roll type thing, so I, it, it, right from the beginning I, I I knew I was gonna use the makeup and and do the pompadour.
2: Would you feel naked if you were on stage without it? I would feel like well, without
1: the makeup, that's what I look like.
2: For <laughs> anybody on the podcast, yeah, he's I, showing I, his
1: I, naked thumb
2: his <laughs> naked thumb.
1: basically, basically, I'm so pale and so my 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 eyelashes are, are absolutely blonde. And so without the makeup, I just kind of look like a thumb. Mm. And I thought, well, that's kind of boring. Thumb. Yeah. I look like yeah. an old, yeah, an old wrinkled thumb at that. So it's like, nah, I, I got to doll this thing up
2: a bit. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Do you, um, do you watch any YouTube makeup ch- uh, channels to make sure that you're, you're staying on with trends or like using the correct uh, procedures? No, no, no,
1: no. Uh, a makeup artist
2: friend of mine, a very
1: dear friend of mine who is who uh, lives in New York, he once taught me w- what was called the, the the dramatic goth eye technique. Oops, I'm sorry. It's
2: just popular. It's hard.
1: It's hard. Um, and so uh, he kind of gave me a tutorial many, many years ago, and I kind of follow uh, Susie from Susie and the Banshees.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's like, where does she put her lines? And I just kind of go... Phew, phew, and I just have my little technique, and it's I do it like in five minutes. It's not like a huge art form. I mean, if you saw it close up, a makeup artist would probably critique me, but damn it. I said, Someone I'm not really fan. wants
2: to talk to you. It's his I, next podcast. Put him on. on this. Yeah,
3: <laughs> um, he's lining them up. <laughs> he's lining them. up. But
1: so yeah, no, it's its uh, basically I've got I've got I do it the same all the time. Um, I figure I might as well stick with it right now until
2: I'm tired of it. What's harder, um, uh, getting your beard perfectly manicured, your eye, eyes um, nicely outlined, or your hair pumped? Mm.
1: I, it, it, which is the hardest?
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> the one that took, well, the, during COVID, the hair is the hardest. Yeah. Because I haven't had a haircut since February. And um, I, it takes like about triple the hair product to make this bulletproof.
2: That was going to be my next question. What's the product if we're going to uh, name drop? Yeah, it's called Got to Be Glued. I've seen it. it? does doesn't have you got dots over it, or like has like little. Um, yeah, it's got to be
1: with like mm-hmm. the letter B, and basically it's like nuclear level. <laughs> like you could probably uh, 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 f- fuel the Star Trek ship, the Enterprise, with with this stuff. You know. And it's it's basically like uh, bulletproof
2: once it's w- once it's dry. Uh, hasn't uh, Corey hasn't gotten a haircut during the pandemic? I tried to snip it a little bit, and oh. now it looks like you know weird. that wings, that's yeah. I, I I could do that, and but
1: my. Mine, mine is looking like an emo cut now because it's like a bowl that comes down. <laughs> I've got, I like, I've got like a Beatles mop top right now. Yeah.
3: Jack, you'd look like a a vampire if you had the if you had Corey's wings, you know, like going out <laughs> and the up,
2: like a, like a <laughs> triangular. Could be a you thing.
3: You look like the Count of something. I don't
2: yeah. know. I can, Jason, have you have you how have you been getting your haircuts?
3: Christina, Christina ha- happens to be an excellent. uh hair hair cutter it's not it's not her job but she's just peculiarly good at it so
2: i just keep doing i just keep doing a a one on the side and a two on top i'm like we're good this quarantine thing's not slowing me down (laughs) Jeez. actually i think i went no clippers on the or no attachment on the side and two on top Mm -hmm. i'm i got i got levels here i need that yeah um if i were gonna aim at another song what song should i aim at
1: Whichever's next on your list. Yeah, what, okay. <laughs> I, you I'm sorry. I, I was
2: just thinking, I didn't put titles on them. Yeah, but, no. uh, I, I don't know what, what what's the what next. What does the
0: video one? look like? <laughs> what
2: does it yeah. look like? Yeah. Well, let's 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 play this one and see if you can guess which one it is. Oh, this is gonna be my Black Lives Matter
1: homage song.
0: Bye. You flaming Southern belle. You lit the fire. You lit it well. You made it scream. Find it with rage. You're a supernova burning inside your cage. Hey, keep it up. Keep it up. Don't stop until you burn it all. You always said you'd fall on your sword. But you didn't, don't know, and we got bored. But you lit the cross. And it's caught your dress It's fresh to see you burn up your mess Hey girl, keep it up Keep it up Don't stop until you burn it all up Goodbye You flaming southern bell You lit the fire Now you go to hell Schadenfreude Isn't my school But you'd be the exception to that rule Yeah, honey, keep it up Keep it up, don't stop until you burn it all up. keep it up, keep it up, don't stop until you
2: burn it all up. I guess not.
3: <laughs> What's your favorite book on that bookshelf back there, Jack? I see a, oh, like, an extensive well, library.
1: Besides the ones I still have to read, um, what would be, huh? It's hard
2: to determine just one. But what, kind of, I, what kind of soda is that? You talking to me? No, there's, there's a, uh, oh, I didn't see that you were drinking as well. There was a cup on the shelf, so I was like, oh if you yeah, can't there is a couple. book. Just let oh, us know what, gotten, what you're it, drinking. This
1: one was part of my lunch
2: today. Hey, Popeyes. Was, yeah, I had some
1: fried
3: chicken today. Love that chicken. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, I'm going to pull one book down from
2: here right now. Hmm.
3: I actually wouldn't mind if John, if Jack just read to us. He's got that voice. Like <laughs> yeah. I would want him to
2: narrate audiobooks, you know? Yeah, what's, what's the go-to book? I, I want Sherlock Holmes. Well,
1: this is one of them. I've got
2: the complete works of Oscar Wilde here, which
3: is beautiful. Oh, dope. Yeah, good and
1: choice. I, I could read you some Oscar.
3: Oh, man. I'm, um. I'm down. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't mind.
2: What, first, first <laughs> page? Or, uh... maybe, maybe one of his poems. Let's do it. Oh yeah,
3: read us a poem.
1: Let's see. I'm just going to choose it at random here. Cloud maidens that float on forever, dew sprinkled fleet bodies and fair, let us rise from our sire's loud river, great ocean and soar through the air to the peaks of the pine-covered mountains, where the pines hang as tresses of hair. Let us seek the watchtowers undaunted, where the well-watered cornfields abound, and through murmurs of rivers nymph-haunted, the song of the sea-waves resound, and the sun in the sky never wearies, for spreading his radiance around. Let us cast off the haze of the mists from our band, till with far-seeing gaze we may look on the
3: land. Well, I'm very aroused. Yeah. <laughs> um, I couldn't Kurt, decide what to Kurt, say. I was Kurt like, I, I want to say something.
2: I want to say something dirty too, but I couldn't think of what to say. So I didn't.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, that was gorgeous. Have you, have you always had that, had this, you have a very unique voice. Like, have you always had the deep, uh, you know, kind of soulful thing?
1: Yes. Um, when I was, 13 ish. And my voice was changing. I immediately, you know, when I'd answer the phone, people always started thinking it was my father.
3: Yeah. And they yeah. started
1: talking to me like, Hey, how you doing? And, blah, blah, blah. and I was like, yeah, who is this?
3: Is your son, <laughs> is your son home? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I've called to tell you that your son's been terrible at school. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> I'll talk yeah. to him. I'll talk I, to him. <laughs>
1: my, my voice got really low right from the start. Um, And then, of course, you know, it got in my twenties. I I think it got it got as low as it was going to go.
3: Do you know what your lowest note is? Have you ever tested your the bottom of your range?
1: Uh, No, not
3: officially. You should. You should. We should. We should do a test later. All right. Get a a guitar out. Like find the lowest note you you can sing.
2: How do you test that?
3: You just get a guitar and like, just, you know, go like pluck a string, go like, bah, you know, and like keep going down. As much Why as are we waiting till go.
2: later?
1: Technically the open E on the guitar would be the lowest note you can make on the
3: guitar. Right. Well, you'd have to start singing like octaves, I guess, below. If you can go lower than an E, like a lot of people can't go. That low, low E is pretty low, I think, for most voices. That's like the bottom. But
2: yeah. we're going to test this right now.
3: I could hit a D below I, that, like me, I have to go ahead grad my school, I think.
2: I'm all right with waiting for you to get a guitar if you wanted to. All right, let's
3: do it. All right, we're gonna find out Jack's should, lowest note. We
2: should play. We should play his a song while he's gone. That's
3: yeah, it good be. idea. Ooh.
2: All right, I got one queued up. Mm-hmm.
0: Summer is safe. Oh
3: Just,
1: that's a that's a really pretty song thank you I'm um, thank you for saying that I, it's a special song to me it's uh, one of the newer songs um, this is the one that would, that would have been the example of you know where I where I've ended up with with, 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 the, with the songwriting um, one compliment I got on this song once when I performed it just me on the guitar without the track or anything was this big gothy burly straight, kind of a tough, rough, rock and roller type of guy. And he's, he came up to me and he says, man, that's a great song. He says, dude, don't take this the wrong way, but I feel pregnant. <laughs> and I thought, All right. that okay. is the best compliment I will yeah. ever get for that song, because that's kind of the, the point of the song. It's supposed to be a song about sex, beautiful, beautiful, feel- beautiful, memorable sex, not just whatever sex, but you know yeah. great beautiful kind of spiritual elevated best sex you've ever had type song without having to go into the you know type, i think it's I, I like the way i did it it's kind of poetic it's kind of a you know exp, you know, little kids could listen to it and not know what's going on you know
3: have you ever uh, heard of an uh, artist named uh named steven merritt or do you know the magnetic fields you ever the heard the magnet yes 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 yeah indeed. that's what it he used to write like a lot of songs about sex and he has your low thing too. I, I just realized you're very, it's very magnetic fields.
1: Yes. And actually I'm a, I'm a fan of the magnetic fields. Um, yeah. uh, I like a lot of the stuff they've done and I, re- and I particularly like his songwriting, his contribution to the band, I think is amazing.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Are they, I wonder if they're still around. I actually should check in on them. I wonder if they still. I want to say yes,
1: but I'm not sure they've put anything new out lately. Yeah. Yeah, which is sad because I'd love to continue to hear stuff from them.
3: I have to ask where you got that amazing shirt from too, that red f- flame shirt that you're wearing. Yeah, that, yeah. um, that
1: shirt, I got that here in Austin uh, at a vintage shop. Um, I ran across it and it was, I liked it so much. I was, I was, I was renting it. I thought I'm going to rent this shirt and I wore it. And I thought, no, <laughs> I am going to own this shirt
3: oh i didn't know you could rent shirts here in austin that. here in austin you
1: can rent clothes like for you know you need to wear something different for an event or something you can it, it's kind of easy to go out and get and find stuff you know
3: probably probably not during covid though
1: <laughs> uh, right now, yeah right, right now nobody gives it <laughs> but yeah that, that was when it's like oh you know I, I i'm gonna rent this shirt but then i thought no i need to own this i want to own it uh, this is I, the
3: I, problem um, with Anytime you ask somebody like what where they got a really cool shirt from, it always seems like they say, Oh, it's just like a vintage shop, and you're like, Oh, dang, not oh, that many people
1: oh. make cool shirts, or if they make cool shirts, it's like everybody's got them because if they're yeah. mass produced, uh, that's why I like vintage. Number one, it kind of gives you kind of that punk cred where you're like you're making your own look without going to a boutique or buying brands or and stuff like that, you know, you want yeah kind of anti-brand and kind of be more nifty and thrifty about the way you put your look together. And it's less, it's, it, 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 there's less of a chance that somebody out you're gonna run into somebody that has the same thing, you know? Um, so that's, that. yeah, I think that's the way it, 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 to go is you gotta hunt around for, for cool stuff like that.
2: Pounce I, on it when you find it. Good news for everybody who wanted to know if the magnetic fields had new music, they released an album this oh, year yeah? called yeah. Quickies oh my god well that's on my to-do list to listen to
3: yeah. yeah i would definitely say yeah to listeners like if you like jack's music particularly that last song you would love the magnetic fields i think there's definitely like parody going on there there's like a simpatico kind of
2: or vice versa if you like the magnetic fields you should yeah. check out jack's music. yeah
3: hell yeah <laughs> it works there it is <laughs> yeah that's two-way street we got to get him we got to get him on a bill together whenever covid's not a thing anymore
2: why, oh my Jack, God, yes. Why, why um, has it been so long since you've released, released new music?
3: Um, one, it was,
1: um, I ran out of money. Mm. That, always, that always helps to uh, be able to uh, stop things. Yeah, makes, um, makes sense. I, I have a lot of half-produced stuff. I'm working on one single that's, I'm mixing it, so I'm finally getting a single finished. Um, I started uh, an EP with the same producer, with Joe Stacey, which this song that you just heard, Flower Petals on the Floor, was a part of that production. And it was going to be called uh, Cardiac Sashimi, or <laughs> Seven Ways to Slice a Heart. And it was going to be a collection of oddball love songs. And so Flower Petals on the Floor, to me, is an oddball love song, because it's about sex, but it's, it's love. Yeah. Um, so that, that I had like seven songs or eight songs there that are half produced and they never got finished because I ran out of money. Um, and then I started working on another single with the band because this guy said, hey, I, he recorded me on a, on, a, on the acoustic once, And it turned out so nicely that it's like, hey, if you drop the band on this, this would like sound really great. But the only way I could afford it was to get the band to rehearse it live and play to the track. And to go all together into the studio and record like except for the sax you know but all the rest of the instruments was like if you guys can just go in there and do it beatle you know, old time beatle style like one two three let's do this uh, and maybe do three takes it, it could have worked but then we were ready with the rehearsals the band was sounding really good and then COVID hit yeah and so you know. I, with all this yeah. like semi-finished material, um, I'm hoping to get, you know, I think once I, I, I'm able to finish some of this stuff, there's gonna be like a flood of pff, my stuff coming out in the future, I hope. Um, but I'll, know, I'll let you know, to I have hear one of the <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. uh, an exclusive at the Balance Press. So I've noticed
3: that you when in these live videos you're playing to a backing track, is that, is that like your band back there? Or is that like just something you made?
1: Those are the tracks I was talking to you about before, the ones that yeah. I learned how to do on my own. But that's all COVID production.
3: Right. Is that is uh, that weird for you to play to is that must be kind of a new way to play, right? Because you're probably used to playing either solo or with an a live band.
1: Yes. It was um weird at the beginning but um i really like playing with the band because the band keeps me on time <laughs> you know i love having that thing and then the track really keeps you on time too because the band yeah. can actually fluctuate what we do when we perform sometimes it's like sure you can tell we kind of get a little slower speed the song up a little bit but it kind of works with the live performance mm-hmm. um with this it's the same thing every time I think the, the trick of the tracks is that you have to like really rehearse to them. It's not easy to just get up and play on them. Um, you've got to rehearse them because then they have, and there's little things that I dropped into their little like reminders, like, Hey, this is coming up. When I hear this bell, I know that this is coming up and stuff. So I put little codes in there, Sonic, yeah. uh, little breadcrumbs to kind of guide me through the tracks. Um, But I liked it. I I, I like having the track because it it feels good to be supported by that steady rhythm and that steady tempo that keeps you in line, you know. Mm -hmm. When I play on my own on the guitar, I'm sure I'm all over the place on as far as tempo goes probably. It's just more of I kind of feel my way through a song.
3: Right, but then if you start singing like a verse you already sang earlier, it's like it's fine. You know, if there's no backing track, you're like, that's okay, I'll just... I'll just sing it again. But if you got the backing yeah. track on, you're like, uh "Oh, I'm gonna run out of tape. You it's it. I only got a minute of backing track left, but I'm still on verse <laughs> one." <laughs>
1: yeah, you got you got to be, have your Ps and your Qs, and you, you got to rehearse. Yeah, I think the, the, that was my my learning with the backing tracks is like you have to, even if you're giving a show that way, you have to rehearse that show before you go and remind yourself we're all how the tracks work and be on time and you know make it sound good. But I love them. Uh, Yeah, but the the band sounds, those backing tracks are kind of light sounding. They're kind of airy and light. There's not too much noise going on there. When I'm playing with the band, it sounds much more forceful. Right. Um, My drummer is is amazing. I've got a a wild bass player that, you know, there's a saxophone playing and there's a keyboardist and there's another guitar player and then I play guitar too. And so all of a sudden it sounds like, you know, Roxy Music or something like that. It just has this big band sound to it that, that, that gives it a different flavor and a different vibe. So the shows are, are sound really amazing when it's full band.
3: What's everybody in your band doing these days? Like, are they are they making music in some form? Are they just on hold? Um, do you think asking
2: you'll... for a friend or concerned about your own band? <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm just, you know, hypothetically, what would a band do right now?
1: (laughs) now, I have not seen my band since the first week in March, which was right before all this shit hit the fan. Yeah. Um, We were rehearsing this single that I'm telling you about that we were going to go into the studio and do. And that's the last I saw of them uh, that wasn't like on a Zoom meeting. Yeah, uh, I have not physically seen them since since then. Um, they uh, a lot of them are in other bands as well, but they 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 can't rehearse. There's one guy, the drummer. He has rehearsed with his punk band because that's only three. It's a three person band, so uh, I think that's easier for them to be able to rehearse. Uh, mine is a six piece, and we rehearse here, at, you know, in my living room. So it's like bringing six people into your house is a big deal uh so most of them are not doing anything they're you know they're 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 working on their music um on their own kind of like the way i am we have these you know every couple weeks we do a zoom meeting and just catch up with each other and um say hello to each other and kind of say hey i wish i could be playing with you right now um and we're all jonesing to play but it's nobody's ready to do it yet And i'm not ready to ask them like hey you got to come over here and start rehearsing because i want to start playing it's like me myself i don't i'm not sure i want to play, um, and I certainly don't want to uh coerce them into feeling they should have to play with me. I am, I'm waiting till everybody's cool with it and everybody feels safe, yeah, and then we will continue. You know, we have tried doing this thing where I did a video playing just me and on the guitar and me singing and then sent it on to the bass player, and then he did a video of himself. You know, we're trying to edit that together mm-hmm. at some point, and we're fooling around with that kind of stuff, but basically, yeah, the band is on hold until we can, you know, the day I can hear that the Rolling Stones are touring again, (laughs) then I'll know that we're safe to go out and play again, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Basically, I'm waiting for Mick to tell me. Right.
2: Does um, everybody want to hear how deep he can get or another song? Deep, deep. D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D. I want to know the bottom note.
3: I felt like you must have been close to the bottom note in that last song, actually, because that, that seemed like the lowest. Note.
1: I think my guitar is in tune. Okay, that's the opening.
3: E- e- you, got that. you got the E. No problem there. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, don't, I, I mean,
1: I, I can do this open E, no problem. Um, now I would need a
2: keyboard to go lower, I guess.
3: Mm. Mm, so he's lower than a them. guitar.
2: Mm. That's good news. Really yeah. a good test.
3: That's like very <laughs> few men can go below and go below a low E. So it's pretty deep. Um, I I'm gonna say I can
1: probably go lower than that. Um, I but I I will not. Certify it until it's it's been proven.
2: (laughs) What do you know about uh, this song? Uh, Video four. (laughs)
3: That's just a black screen. What do you (laughs) know about
2: this black video? This
3: might be.
1: uh, I have a suspicion. This might be. I want you free.
2: Yeah. Good guess.
0: Unbranded am activity.
3: I'm mesmerized. Honestly, I like your music's hypnotizing.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: That's that's how I describe it. Hypnotizing. You are now under my control. Uh, yeah, I am. Yee. The count. The count Yee. has spoken. <laughs>
2: that's what happens. Mail me a check for one million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> sending Corey's money. Um, you got Corey's it. got a job these days. He's rich. Yeah. Jack, where do Um, we, what are your social platform channels, names?
1: On on Facebook, it is at Jack Charles official on the Facebooks. On the Instagrams, it is at Jack Charles
2: music. Nice. And I'm Stefan Aronson on all the platforms and you can follow Balanced Breakfast with no vowels on all the platforms. (laughs) And it's been a great show. Uh, You've been a great guest.
1: Thank you. You guys have been uh, an amazing trio of hosts. Uh, I've enjoyed this a lot.
2: Nice. Shall we, shall we end with, a, uh, with another song? Let's.
0: Look at the moon Yeah, that's right It's right It's time to behold the night tonight. I'm gonna die. I'm gonna ride the wild sally home. So this But it's fine